Most collision shops don't put the forethought, the money, the energy, or the willingness to properly maintain their paint shop equipment. No, they usually wait till something fails, breaks, or quits working, and production stops completely before they spend a dime in that department. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Silover. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending a few minutes with me today. I appreciate it. Today, we'll be diving into a more technical subject than normal, but something that should strike a familiar chord with all shop owners, production managers, and paint techs alike. I want to discuss a concern within our industry that has drove me absolutely nuts for the past 25 years or so. I want to talk about your shop's cash register more commonly known as the paint department. Which leads me to the question, why in the world do you treat your cash register like an old clunker? Well, what the hell does that mean? All right, well, let me give you an example that might help. Let's take two shops, Auto Body A and Bump Shop B. Auto Body A starts having issues just out of the blue that causes him to call in his distributor rep, tech rep, and paint manufacturer's rep to help him figure out why he's having so much quote-unquote dirt in his jobs. And he seems to be getting a lot of quote-unquote fish eyes lately too. Did they change something in his paint? Are they putting tiny chunks of dirt in his cans of paint? You know, that new body man might be using some silicone in his stall. Maybe that's where my quote-unquote fish eyes are coming from. Maybe I should try quicker or slower clear. Maybe it's that new sealer. Or maybe it's my base coat gun. I can't remember last time I cleaned it. There are so many maybes in this scenario. So after spending the past few days redoing paint jobs while the painter tries to self-diagnose before calling in the paint rep and risking looking like a fool, because the owner and manager also told him, hey, you're the paint wizard here, you better figure this out and fix it quick, you're killing me on these redos. Oh, and did I mention, this always seems to happen on Thursdays, when there's like, you know, two or three cars more to paint that are supposed to go on Friday. But once the distributor rep and the paint rep get involved, they start discovering a few things that might be contributing to these issues. Like, number one, nobody seems to know when the last time the ceiling filters were replaced. And a painter seems to think he put new floor filters in maybe a month ago. Eh, Maybe it was two months ago. Not really sure. Also, the desiccant filter system beads look like they're probably 100 years old. And a painter didn't even realize they're supposed to replace those. Not to mention the inline water filters never get changed out And the air compressor has an auto drain that's broke. So that's not doing any good. In reality, most of the quote-unquote fish eyes are actually solvent pops due to improper airflow from clogged ceiling and floor filters, which is also creating the quote-unquote dirt in the paint issues. There are some legit fish eyes from the oil in the lines. Remember, the inline filter has never got attention. And the non-functioning auto drain is putting a shitload of water and oil into the air system. 
So the owner is alerted to the situation, advised to replace all booth filters, desk and filter, and fix the auto drain, but he pushes back hard on the cost. There's no budget for these repairs. He commits to just replacing the floor filters, and his distributor uh, has his distributor order a couple of those black ball filters that go on the end of the spray gun to try to catch some of the water and the oil in the lines. Great fix. Awesome. Meanwhile, Bump Shop B has a somewhat similar situation, only not nearly as bad. Just a nagging real fisheye problem the past couple days. Painter calls in his trusted distributor tech rep to help, and together they review the maintenance log from the last booth and air system service from last month. Everything looked good, no issues, filters are in good shape, and airline filters were replaced two months ago, and the discant looks fairly well, uh, fairly new as well. Well, they quickly assess that due to the 20-degree uh, rise in temperature this time in late spring, the current hardener or reducer was probably a little too fast for the temp and was creating some micro-solvent pops. A simple change of product selection, and the paint shop is back to pumping the jobs out through the booth just like normal. The paint shop doesn't lose any production because it's a rolling change in product, and only had to redo one upper panel for solvent pops that would not sand out. The only real difference between these two scenarios is the ownership's understanding and attitude towards how they value their paint department. Whether they treat it like a cash register or a clunker. You know what I mean, right? Nobody gives a shit about a clunker. It does not get preventative maintenance or repairs because something's starting to go. No, we wait till it's dead on the side of the road, and then we give it the bare minimum to get it moving. A Band-Aid, right? But a cash register, well, that's much more important. That's critical to our business, right? Absolutely. Well, here's the problem. The issue has drove me nuts for over 25 years. Most collision shops, and not all, so don't everybody take offense, but most collision shops, a majority that I've run across in the past 25 years, don't put the forethought, the money, the energy, or the willingness to properly maintain their paint shop equipment, which includes things like the, the paint booths, the prep decks, the air compressor, a refrigerant dryer if they have one, air movement equipment for waterborne, desk and filter systems, gun washers, heat and UV lights too. Fact is, most shops do not budget for paint shop expenditures like regular recurring maintenance programs, repairs, or investments for new equipment and new technology. No, they usually wait till something fails, breaks, or quits working, and production stops completely before they spend a dime in that department, regardless of how large or how small the concern is. Although most shops don't have any planned focus on properly auditing and maintaining paint shop equipment, some do at least have a booth company that does regular maintenance visits to replace the floor filters in the booth, but owners will still push back on ceiling filter replacements uh, at every six-month intervals due to the cost of ceiling filters. They may just do it once a year. Now, there are shops that do have regular air compressor maintenance schedules, like most dealerships do, and they still don't always include all the airline filters, the air dryers, and the desiccant filter systems. And as far as checking heat lights and UV light bulbs, not a chance. Not until a bulb goes dark or breaks. Here's a couple hard facts to keep in mind. One, the only way out of your shop for a traditional collision repair job and back to the customer is through the paint department. Or more specifically, through the booth, right? Two, not a single dollar of revenue can be generated on a traditional collision repair job until the car comes out of bake, right? Three, the booth in actuality is your shop's cash register. Four, when the booth breaks down, 
has major quote-unquote dirt or quote-unquote fisheye issues, or the air compressor fails due to lack of proper maintenance, the cash register stops. And without the proper budget to pay immediate repairs or replacements, this can delay getting the cash register running again and put undue cash flow stress on the rest of the business, like parts, suppliers, payroll, utilities, etc., Honestly, most of these level 10 crisis situations can be potentially avoided. Now, I totally understand shit happens. Life will always throw you a curveball. Unpredictable major events and equipment failures will still be a risk. And sometimes those things cannot be completely avoided. But having a rock-solid maintenance schedule in place sure minimizes those risks. Now, I assure you, I'm talking from experience on this. I worked for 15 years as a paint tech in a lot of different places, and my experience with a lot of the shops was exactly this. Owners not wanting to spend a dime, cutting corners, giving the bare minimum attention to that paint department, and the painters having to work with that situation and do the best they can. Now, back a long time ago when I was a painter, quality levels were definitely not where they are today. The finishes, you know, old lacquer and enamel finishes, did not have to be that perfect, that great, that nice. And you could wet sand the shit out of something and fix a lot of sins, right? Today's finishes require excellent equipment, great maintenance, and a nice finish that you can lightly nib and rub and deliver and have a quality uh, refinish job go out the door. And then servicing these collision shops for the past 25 years, uh, after I was at Paint Tech, I still experience the same type of scenarios in a lot of shops. Like I said, not all of them. There's some really good shops out there that have a great job. Uh, they do a great job taking care of their uh, their maintenance in their paint department. But there's still, I would say, a majority of them that do not or have a very limited maintenance plan. So what's the solution, Rick? Okay, the best way to avoid putting yourself in this position, how do we secure our cash register, is simple. Any shop can do this, and I mean any shop. Regardless of current sales volume, if you've not already identified this as one of your 2021 goals, you need to do this as soon as possible. Do it this week. You first need to establish a reasonable budget for paint shop equipment maintenance to cover filter changes, booth mechanicals operational checks, air compressor, dryer, and desiccant system upgrades, checks, and filter changes. If you don't already have a good contact for a booth service company, ask your job or rep for suggestions. Usually they know the most reliable businesses in your market. Second, you need to figure out exactly what your monthly yearly costs would look like. Your selected booth service company may be able to provide you with a detailed quote. If not, you can figure some rough math out yourself. A quote would be best just in case you might gain some additional discount in committing to a certain time period of getting that service. It never hurts to ask. But for rough figuring purposes, should look something like this. Ceiling filters, downdraft, approximately $1,000 to $1,500 per booth. And a suggested six-month change-out gives you about three grand a year on the high end. Floor filters, somewhere between two dollars and $400 per booth every two to three weeks. Depends on your usage. Or if you have your own staff buy and change floor filters yourself, maybe only 100 bucks a roll for the filters themselves. So you're going to have anywhere from, let's say, $2,600 to possibly $9,100 a year on the high end. And most booth companies can also check and maintain your compressors, uh, your equipment back there, and your filters, uh, airline filters. Let's say another $1,500 or so per year. And that could be light. But remember, these are just rough figures. 
so you can get an idea what you're looking at. Total costs $7,100 to $13,600 a year to cover this, or $600 to $1,100 a month. Now, let's say you're a million dollar a year in sales company, and let's say at a 30% gross profit margin. That's not net, just gross profit margin. Uh, would equate to about 2 to 4% of your gross profit dollars per month for filter, booth, equipment maintenance in your paint shop. That doesn't seem like an unrealistic amount to budget to keep the cash register flowing, does it? Well, let's go a little farther on this. How many redos do you have per month? Maybe it doesn't seem like very many, but do you really know? Do you know for sure every time your painter has to recolor or reclear in the middle of a job, due to a poor finish or dirt or quote-unquote fish eyes, solvent pops, or other spray booth atmosphere-related issues? No, unless you're living back there in the booth with them, you're not going to know. What about poor hiding or thin coverage of color on lowers because you don't have good lighting? You're maybe missing a couple bulbs, or you have the wrong bulbs in your booth, or you're not even using a booth. Maybe you're spraying on a prep deck without any lights, and you couldn't see to get enough color on there till you put a lot out of the booth. How well do you monitor paint usage versus refinish hours turn? Point is, you may have a few more than you think. And redos, as we all know, are not cheap. You don't get reimbursed for the wasted labor, the wasted production, or materials, right? It's a lose-lose-lose situation. But having the correct maintenance plan in place may avoid these costs. You quite possibly might save enough in reduced amount of redos to pay for your new maintenance plan. Here's some good news, though. A complete, comprehensive booth audit or paint shop audit can be performed by a quality jobber rep with his tech rep in conjunction with your paint manufacturer's rep where they could identify your problem areas that need attention all at no cost to you. All you have to do is ask. One thing is for sure. Having an efficient paint shop throughput process in place, one that minimizes the amount of time uh, between booth doors open to closed back to open again, without delays or workflow interruptions, is the key to generating the maximum income for your shop. So if none of this makes sense and you still can't justify spending the money on preventative maintenance, let's look at it through a different set of lenses. Let's look at it from this perspective. If you owned or managed, or imagine that you did, any type of retail outlet store, could be clothing store, uh, pet supplies, grocery, hunting and fishing supply store, whatever, if your cash register was not operating properly, would not do what it was designed to do, maybe a few of the buttons quit working, or the software system was outdated and glitchy, didn't always work, maybe it froze up sometimes, maybe the drawer doesn't always pop open when you hit the total key on the drawer, or the drawer doesn't open all the way, whatever it was, would you ignore those problems? Would you tell your clerks that you can't afford to fix it? Would you tell him or her, hey, just make it work as best you can for now? Would that fly in your retail business? Hell no. Your customers would be leaving their items right at the counter and walking out. And you know that. You would lose business very quickly. And I know you wouldn't let that happen, right? So then let's stop treating the paint department like a clunker. Ignoring the problems, skipping the preventive maintenance, putting band-aids on necessary major repairs, and start treating it like the money-making, free-flowing, golden goose that it is the cash register to your successful collision shop. 
Well, that's all I got for you today. Um, hopefully this information helps you. I mean, that's my whole goal of being here every week is to provide information that's going to help you become more successful and uh, grow your business and uh, get to that next level that you want to get to. So hopefully these ideas and the, what I've shared with you today uh, makes a difference. Please join me next week for another inspiring, motivational, and educational episode right back here at the MindWrench Podcast. Until then, I wish you nothing but massive success, growth, and happiness the rest of this week. If you like this episode, please rate it and hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me on Instagram at Rick underscore Silover, Facebook or Facebook Messenger, or LinkedIn. And please check out my new website, RickSilover.com. You can find all my episodes, my latest blog posts, resource tools, and much, much more. And last but not least... If you see value in this podcast, please share it with others so I can help serve as many people in our industry as possible. And remember, you don't have to be better than anybody else. Just be a better version of you than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm.